Kenya's dead sailing is government heading towards a fiscal cliff. Good morning, Africa, and welcome aboard your pulse on everything business in Africa. I am Ruth Adom. For more, follow us on Twitter at the K Financial, and you can find me at Ruth Adom. The Kenyan government hopes to lift its current debt ceiling from 9 Kenya trillion shillings, which was last revised in 2019, to 12 trillion Kenya shillings in order to avoid a large front-loaded consolidation. This comes as the Parliamentary Budget Office warned that the country's total debt stock will reach 8.6 Kenya shillings by the end of the current financial year. Chachi Logutu, economist with IC Assets Managers, joins us for this episode. Does Kenya's current debt stock warrant a lifting of the debt ceiling? As some context, let me just give you some background around Kenya's public debt stock. So as at the end of last year, uh, the public debt stock, both external and domestic debt, stood at 8.2 trillion shillings. It is expected to end this financial year, that is end of June, by at 8.6 trillion shillings. So there's around uh, 400 billion uh, that is expected to be added to the public debt stock uh, between January all the way to June. And on the other hand, we have the current public debt limit, which is at 9 trillion shillings. This was uh, a change in the loan in, in the law uh, that was affected in October 2019, ideally moving from um, a percentage, which was ideally 50% of the present value, which was deemed to be the debt ceiling, and it was moved into an aggregate number, the 9 trillion shilling. So right now, by the end of June, we'll be at 8.6 trillion shilling, and then we'll just be uh, having 400 billion to hit that 9 trillion shilling. So that is the context of uh, the clamor for revising upward uh, the public debt ceiling. Uh, but that having, having said that, uh, right now, Parliament is in the process of approving the budget for the next financial year, which will start July this year, all the way to June next year. And the budget committee has put its foot down and said that the maximum borrowing in the next financial year will be 400 billion. So ideally what they are saying is that as at the end of June this year, public debt will be at 8.6 billion. So the maximum that will be borrowed is 400 billion, has to be within the 9 trillion uh, debt limit. So that is where they're coming from, at least in adherence to the current law that the public debt ceiling is at uh, uh, 9 trillion shillings. So uh, this this clamor by Treasury that they need to put in place, they they, they want to propose a law that will increase uh, the debt ceiling to by another 3 trillion to the 12 trillion shillings. So uh, that being said, uh, it's just, a wait and see to see if at all parliamentarians will agree with uh, this current proposal by Treasury to increase the debt ceiling to the 12 trillion shillings. I mean, it's at some point we will hit that ceiling. Next two financial years or the next three financial years, we still hit that debt ceiling. And that's what time and again plays out in the US. They have a debt ceiling, but I, ideally you'll still hit it. So they just keep on uh, raising. Ad infinitum. So that's the, the the concern that I'm seeing will be paying out. 
and it could bring up a, a bit of some police political just posturing whereby that death ceiling is used as a bargaining tool by the politicians depending on who will be in this political scene at that point uh, so that is the main concern with it death ceiling so over and above that um, increase of the debt ceiling from the 9 trillion shillings to 12 trillion shillings is also <coughs> a proposal to revert it back to a percentage whereby uh, public debt is being seen as a with a threshold of 55% in net present value terms so that is uh, another proposal that i'm seeing will gain currency uh, in the coming days because uh, i don't see the feasibility having an aggregate uh, debt ceiling number because uh, it will just be a matter of now and again just raising it, uh, just raising the debt ceiling. What are the implications that come with lifting of the debt ceiling? An implication in terms of fiscal concern, uh, right now the debt burden, basically the public debt as a percentage to GDP, we have the numbers up until third quarter last year. So that number is closer to 70%. So our debt burden uh, in Kenya is 70% uh, if you compare to Uganda, which is way lower, at below 50%. Uh, no, it's around 50, heading to 50% in the current financial year. So it just gives you uh, a sense of how in the region, uh, Kenya's debt burden is quite, uh, is quite huge. I think it's ranking there with Rwanda. In the, in the current region with elevated debt burdens. So <clears throat> the issue around debt is how sustainable it, it is. Well, the stock is neither here nor there. The 8.2 trillion as at the end of December, it's the stock. But how, how is that debt service? That's the main issue, if you ask me. And looking at the current financial year, whereby for every 100 shillings that is collected, uh, 66% is going to service the debt, either interest payment or debt redemptions. It's just giving you uh, some indication of how debt is not sustainable because we just end and we spend most of our revenues to service the debt and now leaving the critical spending needs uh, in limbo. So that's the issue around sustainability. Debt, uh, if we uh, and it also depends with the composition of debt. Uh, right now, the focus by the authorities is not to go towards um, syndicated loans, which are commercial external loans, and to pref to have a preference to the concessional loans or semi-concessional loans by the multilateral lenders such as IMF and World Bank, at least to reduce that debt-serving cost. So that is what has been preempted even in the next coming uh, fiscal year. Uh, that preference away from the highly expensive uh, debts such as euro bonds or syndicated loans and getting into the semi-concessional debt. So for me and from a credit rating perspective uh, standpoint, I think uh, the shock that accompanied uh, COVID-19 whereby around between March to May 2020, that is where we saw most of the credit ratings having negative outlook to most of the sovereigns, not just in Africa, but majorly across the globe, be it Latin America, 
be it in uh, Europe, be it in Asia, it was widespread. So they had that negative outlook amongst the sovereigns, Kenya being included. Right now, they are starting to look at uh, idiosyncratic risks that might balloon even the debt uh, issues. But from the perspective that even Kenya might, as indicated through the parliament, that it wants to reduce that debt talk in the, that will be accumulated in the next financial year. I think that's a good uh, indicator that could see even some positive rating actions uh, from the rating agencies. That was Churchill Ogutu, economist with IC Asset Managers. A quick review of the other stories making it into the podcast. Kenya's import costs could drop by up to 35% from April, pegged on the return of larger vessels to Mombasa. The global container shortage witnessed in the second half of last year is easing, which according to shippers has led to increased availability of units for imports and exports. The return of bigger vessels comes after 11 months of deployment of smaller vessels to the East African ports, including Dar es Salaam, as global shipping lines focused on more lucrative routes. According to the Shippers' Council of Eastern Africa, there was increased trade between Europe and Asia since April last year after slowdown at the height of the COVID-19 pandemic in 2020. There was also increased shipping activities in North Europe and U.S. West Coast, leading to an escalation of supply chain uncertainty. As global trade picked up last year, most shipping lines scheduled journeys on key international trade routes and major global ports, leaving a few feeder vessels to serve the smaller ports. The Bank of Botswana decided its monetary policy committee meeting to maintain the benchmark bank rate at 3.75% despite inflation surging to over 10% year-on-year in January. However, the Bank of Botswana announced in its monetary policy statement a day ahead of the MPC meeting that it will replace the bank rate as the policy rate and use the yield on the seven-day Bank of Botswana certificate instead effective of April. Headline inflation has remained above 6% year-on-year upper limit of the central bank's objective range since May 2021 and rose to double digits in January for the first time since April 2019. Nevertheless, the Bank of Botswana maintains that inflation is transient. According to the central bank, the latest increase in inflation reflects the upward adjustments in fuel prices in October 2021, as well as the impact of a rate hike in value-added tax and other higher administered prices, which altogether contributed 5.9 points to the current level of inflation. The Bank of Botswana still expects the inflation to return to within medium-term objective range of 3 to 6% in quarter three of 2022, as the above-mentioned supply-side factors driving inflation are expected to dissipate. A quick look at the markets. Nigerian stocks rose 0.1%, shooting the benchmark rate to its peak since February 11th and marking a week of positive return during which equities yielded 0.4%. Disparate sectors, including ICT banking as well as consumer goods, drove gain with MTN Nigeria, FBN Holdings and international breweries specifically leading the march. Seplat, Nigeria's biggest quoted energy company, notified the boss of its pact with Mobile Producing Nigerian Mobile Producing Nigeria Nigeria Limited, a local unit of Texas headquartered ExxonMobil, with a view of taking over its shallow water assets 
a deal that could rise to $1.6 billion. Seplat simultaneously listed in Lagos and London saw its shares jump 7.53% in the British capital following the announcement. Market bread, a metric used by market watchers to measure investors' sentiments towards trade, turned out positive as 21 gainers were recorded relative to 17 losers. The all share index inched up by 56.38 points to 47,382 while market capitalization closed higher at 25.5 trillion naira shillings. Thank you for always waking up with us. Good Morning Africa is a product of the Pay Financial. And if you have any suggestions or you want to check out more stories, visit our website. That is akfinancial.com. And don't forget to subscribe. You can also find us on all social media platforms at the K Financial. And you can find me at the Dog. <laughs>